I'm Steve. And I'm Kelly. And this is 90 Day Fiancé Coupled with Chaos. 90 Day Fiancé, Happily Ever After Season 7, Episode 6, Out of My System. First off, I think the end of the episode had Bilal being Bilal again. Yeah, he sure was. So if you sit there. And you've been through this. We talked about this two weeks ago when you saw it on, when you saw it on the preview for her and this 21 day cycle thing. You, you were in a chair and you pretty much sat straight up and went, this is a problem. Is a problem. This 28 to 30 day cycle thing has been happening since forever. My thought is that our calendar is probably based on this. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if that's where this came from. It's so predictable. Yeah, exactly. So for her to be at 21 days, this is a legitimate issue. Your initial reaction was if she is in fact actually ovulating then every it, time. Yeah, so that she's going to run out of eggs at a much younger age. Yeah, I I would the numbers are hard for me, but three or four more years is what she's cutting off of things. I guess there's a chance. But if she's doing that, is it, there's no chance of her ovulating like this and not, obviously, the process without getting too descriptive of what happens during this period. Well, the he, doctor kind of talked about yeah, it a it little bit. Yeah, it depends on her hormone levels, whether or not she actually is ovulating. She could be. She could be in a situation like I was where because her hormone levels are off because her cycle, which is likely was causing her cycle to be off. It's her hormone levels are not normal. That's why he's having them check the thyroid because that regulates your hormones. Um, Is that when you have that hormonal imbalance, you can get an egg ready. It can be partially matured. But then it never drops. Mm. It doesn't fully mature. You know, we have. And, and because it's not released, it gets retained in your ovary as a cyst. Oh. And uh, I had that problem after a miscarriage where I had to have a DNC. And that temporary hormonal imbalance caused that to happen. And then I was unable to get pregnant. A whole mm. year went by. Couldn't get pregnant. Started having other problems with my cycle. And so in investigating it, he discovered like a pearl necklace in each ovary Mm. where these partially matured eggs have been retained like cysts. Wow. And so it means once that process starts, when you start retaining them, then it continues because those partially mature eggs give off hormones Mm. and it prevents you from ovulating normally. So it's a, it's an endless cycle like dominoes. So you just keep retaining them and you keep building up these um, cysts and it messes up your cycle. So she could be in a situation like that. And if that happens, you're never actually ovulating. So it's impossible to get pregnant. We have, I want to say a resident expert, but I do know that a listener of ours specializes in this. I would wonder if... Um, Maybe we could get an email. Maybe she could weigh in. Yeah, because you're the pro. It's just us. But so you hear all this and the list of things that it could be, be because for a woman 
one of the a really a good sign of their health, yes. their internal health would be this. Mm-hmm. If this begins to be different, there's a problem, or at least a sign of something else. Mm-hmm. And Bilal hears all of this. And he has zero concern for what the problem is. And he's just listening for somebody to confirm that they should not have a kid for two years. We should wait two years is what you're saying. When what he actually said was, you should wait two years if you're not ready to be a parent. Mm. The first thing he said was, we need to get you started you're at a high level already. We're beginning this process and you're already, and it's already an issue. And he said, the older you get, the higher the risks. And Bilal had no concern about that whatsoever. And the reason why is because he doesn't actually want to have a baby. Yeah, his list, I mean, this whole thing is a mess. The doctor says you're at advanced maternal age and Bilal throws out something about because of your age, you're more susceptible to postpartum. <laughs> Can you believe that? I would hit him with uh, prepartum, and I would cram that toothbrush where the sun doesn't shine. Yes, <laughs> up his man part, up his um, Megan hole is what we would call it. How horrible is that? What is yeah. he thinking? Where does he? Where is he coming from? He's coming from he doesn't want kids. I mean, let's, I guess that's really it. But why doesn't why he? Why doesn't he just say it? Yes. And he should have said it before they got married. He really should. He should've. wouldn't actually come out and say that. And he agreed to a baby by 40 in the prenup. Mm-hmm. So he is stringing her along. She was so. quite clear that it was, in fact, a deal breaker. Could if be, he did not want to have a child. Could be cysts. It could be some cervical issue that your wife has. So you're saying we should wait a couple of years is what he's saying. She could have a tumor on her thyroid. Yeah, I mean, there's... It could be cancerous. could be a thyroid issue. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that it can be. Enough that the doctor didn't say, let's wait. You go try for a bit and then we'll have an exam. It was, you let's know what? Let's do this blood work right away. And just from her words... Your words have said that we need to take a look and see what's going on. We need some blood work now. That that should be pretty serious. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help but when I saw her brushing her face with that <laughs> toothbrush to think about her cleaning the chicken in the kitchen. You mean scrubbing. Yes. It mm-hmm. really, she was using that colander like a cheese grater. <laughs> I'm guessing um, she's got pretty tough teeth, gums. Apparently. Um, I couldn't believe she said she was scraping the enamel off her teeth with her toothbrush. Well, if that's how <laughs> she scrubs her lady parts and her teeth, whoever gave her lessons. <laughs> went a well, over. I think you were, you were a bit surprised that she hadn't already learned or done something about the 21-day cycle Yeah, I issue. said I'm surprised that she didn't even know that that was an issue. At 37. Yeah, I don't, I does don't this, understand. Does this tell you something about the level of advice that, or maybe even medical care that she has received in her past? Uh, you could say maybe it was cultural, like you said to me. It's just not something maybe you they discuss, about. but... I said to you, well, 
They didn't really in my family either, but you can read, you can look stuff up, you can, you know, research yourself and get plenty of useful information. You can ask a doctor, you know, I mean, there's just so many ways nowadays to get information and be informed. She seemed to believe it was regular and normal. Yes, she did. She seemed really She said it was. Shocked. He even stopped and said, you well, mean She said 28? it like she was proud. Yeah, I am dead mm. on. Mm. Regulars can be 21 days. That's not mm. good. So, I just... They talked a bit about... I mean, it's all been the prenup stuff, and there's a lot of that back and forth, and we've been through all of that before. But this was enough of a shocker that it made it to the top of our list. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. Yes. The um, Charlie and the family, I think that's probably a big deal too. What a mess. I thought maybe, maybe I forgot. How fast did those sisters jump ship from Andre and Libby? And even from being anti Charlie to let's get on the bandwagon to attack Andre again. Yeah, they're like fish who look at, you know, shiny lures in the water. <laughs> I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. Oh, look, something shiny. Squirrel. And there they go. This group is so out of whack. I may not have ever seen a crazier family. It's like they can't think for themselves. I told you they remind me of like a, a pack mentality, like a pack of wolves or pack of dogs. Mm. You know, they get on to something and everybody jumps on board. If one gets in a fight, they all get in a fight. Well, I think they're just all defending each other. They found They're like a gang. We're all nuts. We're dysfunctional. We've probably, not probably, they've always been dysfunctional, but they're so dysfunctional. Maybe they feel normal when yes, they're all together. I think they probably because do. Because they're all the same. Oh, this is all normal. Families do this. And then you get somebody from the outside in. You know what I think about? It's these other husbands that have come in and um, and seen this stuff. And I guess maybe they're just kind of weak and, and just go along with it. It's just odd. It's very strange. It looked like the – who was it? Um, Jen's husband. His eyes were pretty glassed over. Mm-hmm. They did a close up, and I'm just assuming he was high at the at the dinner. Probably why he was so functional, <laughs> and probably scoping out the food and the appetizers <laughs> is what he was doing. Smoking a little something. Yeah, but the the kids are there, and Charlie is bad mouth and Andre right in front of them. This is their uncle and aunt, but they have no issues. No. Bad mouth in them in front of everybody. And it looks like Pam is the ringleader because they're going back and forth about what happened at the housewarming party. And she's letting this conversation continue. And I said to you, this is supposed to be her birthday dinner. How did this turn into a let's bash Andre party again? Well, she's happy because it's not one of her kids being bashed. Mm-hmm. She likes it because now the attention is off of Charlie and his problems. Right. 
they're all allowed to bury their heads in the sand again. The easy thing of this is Andre is a very easy target. Mm-hmm. Because what they're saying about Andre is still correct. What's irritating me, though, is that they aren't giving Libby any credit for You're right. making any decisions for herself. Everything that she decides, they assume he forced her to decide. And we've That's been, not the case. We've been relatively proud of Libby and the way she has handled herself at With least Andre. This, in this season. Right, because, you know, she's not getting all out of control, and she's making her own decisions, and and you've seen her talking to other people about why she made the decision to distance herself from her family, that she's realized that it was dysfunctional her whole time growing up with them. Right. And she's just, with the distance, starting to see that it wasn't normal, and that she doesn't need or want that drama in her life at this stage. Well, what normally happens to people after a few years of marriage and adulthood and experiencing real issues and solving real problems, you begin to see problems before they ever develop, Mm -hmm. like this group. Mm -hmm. You go, you know what? I need to get away from all of these people because problems happen Whenever right. we're together. And I don't need this drama in my life. And I'm protecting my husband and my, my family. Right. I think, you know, we go on periods like we're having personally a nice little stretch here. Relationship wise. Right. Job change. You know, those things are happening. You go, you know what? Things are going pretty good. I'd like not to upset things mm-hmm. with with drama and and. I guess, just issues. So you tighten things around you. Maybe you put up your defenses a bit more and you go, all right, let's keep things the way they are. Status quo. Yeah. And you can see that maybe from Libby. As as oddly dysfunctional as the two of them were, you see that at least Andre, when the rest of the family's not around. It's relatively normal for him. It, yes. He's still odd. And aggressive, but it looks like they're okay together. It would be, we're going to cross shows now. It would be going to inmate to roommate, right? And Kyle and Nick. And when they take Nick out to the Mardi Gras parade around the alcohol, Nick can't really handle himself. Mm-hmm. Andre doesn't need to be around conflict. Right. Because And they're so confrontational, and so is he, and nobody wants to back down. So having them all at the table together is a problem. Andre's not going to back down. Right. So Libby is doing what she can to keep Andre out of those situations with her family. Right. And if that means her separating from them, you have to make the choice. Right. You're choosing your spouse and your life partner or your family. And you should choose your spouse. Is it normal that you'd like to have both? It's probably a natural thing. but And some people do get that. But when it comes down to it, you leave your parents, you join to your spouse, that's your family. Mm. Especially if your family is dysfunctional. Right. 
like theirs. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing even close to function. So just kind of, well, I'm not trying to go through person by person, but let's just look at them as a group. Yeah, they're a hot mess. Yeah. We, Jen's position is, wouldn't it be cool if your husband got deported? Yeah, that's horrible. This should get you just canceled to begin with. <laughs> and Charlie's all about, well, we've all canceled Charlie. And I saw in the in the preview where uh, they talk about Andre's status and that mm. they asked if someone compl- could have complained about him. And I'm thinking, heck yeah. Yeah, I think it's all kind of speculation there. Right. But you could see where Charlie wouldn't hesitate to do that. Becky wouldn't hesitate to do that. They're that kind of people. I think, yeah, I think Charlie and Megan, I don't think they could think past that day. But if, you know, Becky doesn't care if Libby ends up alone. I think it would be Jen. Or Jen, I mean. I bet you Jen would be the one. If I had this. If Jen doesn't care if he gets deported and she ends up alone. her husband's name. Then she would do it. Is it John? Isn't that her husband? I don't know. We never see him, so. No, no. That I'm thinking of Becky, Becky's husband, mm-hmm. not Jen's husband. Um, Jen's husband was that radio, big time, local market radio DJ mm-hmm. is who he was. We have, yeah, we haven't seen him. No, it's Becky's husband. I think that's. I, I believe John's his name. There aren't too many odd that there aren't too many Johns in the 90 Day Fiance world. The only Johns are in uh, Life After Lockup. That was a life after lockup joke with Chaz <laughs> and Branwen. Yes, I always thought that was no, good. Not really. And and Sharpie, our friend. <laughs> Spoiler alert: with life after lockup, I got a new boy, Sharpie. Oh, but what a group! Mom seemed. You think she's happy with the whole thing? Well, like you said, it it. Knits them all back together again in a united front against Libby and Andre. So. You think she knew that if she got them together, then oh, of course, that's all she wanted was to get them all in the same room. You could just steer them towards. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's probably why she let the conversation go there. Yeah, there's zero celebration of Mom's birthday happening. Mm. Maybe that's where they plot against Andre. When you know, you could see him doing it. I mm-hmm. just don't know who would pull it off. Mom could. I don't think mom would even. No, do I think it'd be. It would be either Charlie or Jen. I don't think Jen's wicked enough. I could see her doing that. Yeah, she's got too much time on her hands. So, as far as green card status, so I guess it's a big deal. Yara gets hers, and I think we even learn a little something here about the two-year and ten-year thing. So I guess Andre is getting his two years renewed and his next one should be for 10 while Yara gets hers for 10 years because of COVID delays. They've been married. It's hard to believe they've been married for two years and two months. Mm -hmm. And this is before then. It's just you'd almost think that they were one of the newer couples. Mm. They've been around a while. Yeah. And you'd have to do the math. I'm getting to try and figure out maybe if we did some 90 day math, 
you never know who's married before and after and when well, they actually get married. Well, you look at the age of the kid and she got pregnant right away. Yeah, you're right. I guess that would be it. Nine months of pregnancy and then however old she is. Yeah, it seems about right. Mm-hmm. I guess so. What's your thought? So here we are. The big issue and forget these, I don't know, we're going to call them the boob squad or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. These airheads that she's got. Horrible. Yeah, this is this isn't even an issue. The discussion here is about her going over there and whether or not she should wait. Yeah, him meeting these girls did nothing to sway his opinion of them. No. They played right into what he thought of them. He asked for their help, and it looked like they were more concerned with not what it was, but whatever his motivations are. Uh Like His motivation in not getting her to go was more important. Was he trying to be controlling or... Was it actually acting in the family's best interest? And where does controlling come from? Has Yara ever said she felt like he was controlling? I, I'm not. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if they in, interjected that themselves or if that narrative came from her originally. Well, I think it's the natural narrative here. I mean, this is a legitimate. We don't have in the 90-day world, we don't have a lot of real problems, right? This is a real issue. This right. is a thing. Um, an actual dilemma, not created, not man-made or producer-made. This is like a real issue. Your thought on this? Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm not a huge Jovi fan. But, no, I don't think you can be. But I agree with him on this. She is so emotionally involved that she's likely much more likely to not think rationally once she gets there and taking the kid along that really increases the risk what about she's not nursing anymore i know jovi's working but is this where you go to gwen and say "But that's not what she's trying to do but jovi and well maybe the what's there's a compromise and they've kind of burned a bridge with his mom. Well, I think I think the Ukraine and the war. I think would. I think you could get everybody to unite on this one. I don't know. She's she's probably treading lightly here. She does not want to be taken advantage of. In this scenario, I guess Gwen would just side with Jovi and say, "Why don't you wait?" Right. My thought would be maybe Yara goes there now. Jovi comes with. With the child after. Well, the whole, well, yeah, if, if she could go without the child, I think that's the big issue is that she'll be making decisions not in the best frame of mind for safety of the child. She could impulsively do something. Right. Be- that's, I think that's what he's legitimately concerned and, about. And not because. I don't even want to say, I'm not trying to speak for Jovi, but not just because she's a woman no. or she can't be rational. This is a very emotionally charged yes. situation. Right. If you had somebody across the border, because it's not like she's talking about going into Ukraine. That's not what that's not what her mission there was. It, it was originally. But could you see her getting drawn in there? I could see her going because she does still have family there. She said she wanted to get her sisters out. She could leave the child with, like, her mom and go in. 
There's a lot of scenarios there that could happen. But then again, risking a mother for their child. You know, it's just not the best decision Mm -hmm. long term. So I completely understand where he's coming from. It's probably something that doesn't need to be worked out in front of producers and cameras. These cackling nobodies. Yes. The boob squad Mm -hmm. definitely doesn't need to be a part of that. And Jovi probably didn't need to bring that up to everybody about the boobs. Right. But he's got a point. Right. And so he goes to them legitimately. When he goes to them asking for help, he didn't go there saying, "I, you need to do this for me. He literally went to them, I would say, hat in hand. Said, hey, she listens to what you guys have to say. Have, Can you help me out with this issue? I have no idea why she listens to you guys, but she does. This is a whole nother issue. She, he needs to recruit a different squad. I think he would like to do that. <laughs> oh, she got hooked up. W- I don't know. W- with these knuckleheads. I they're have like no idea. blonde bimbos. <laughs> yeah, but I don't even think they're blonde. Right. No, I'm saying, but that's Be- like the stereotype. Blonde. That's yeah. They act like that. And they don't do uh, any favors by calling him Jovina when right. he walks in. That's what I'm saying. If you're trying to win people over, it would be like for them, I think they view. Jovi, kind of like Colt does Debbie, or like Kyle and Rena and Erica view Kathy, it would be like just somebody who is an easy target to pick on. And so Jovi is right there in front of them. They probably talk pretty crappy about Jovi behind his back. Yeah, they weren't very friendly at all. They see him on TV in those first, that especially that first season. They go, he's an easy target. We can just bash him. So he walks in and they bash him right away mm-hmm. and, you know, laugh about it to each other. I would stand for that personally if I were her. Mm-hmm. I would let my friends talk smack about my husband. She's maybe so starved, be the end of that. starved for friends that that maybe. Yeah, were those friends then? Well, probably. We know they're not. Right. But she doesn't. When she doesn't have any. It makes me think she's a little immature still. It's been a tough couple of years for her. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to give her, I think, a pass because of... Well, for me, it plays right into his whole mindset that she's not capable at this point of thinking rationally under mm-hmm. the circumstances. Yeah. I mean, she's not exercising good judgment right now in the people she's spending time with. Mm. Like Liz. Right. But that's going to be what it's going to be. I love Gramps. I told you Gramps reminds me of your father. When I saw him in his shirt. With all the stuff in his pocket. Yeah, it was. I called it the Swiss Army shirt. It was just that he had everything in there. This would be what your dad would do. Mm-hmm. Your dad wouldn't wear a shirt without a pocket in it. Right. Because at no point would he not want to be without something. I looked. It Kelly, used to be his pack of cigarettes and you know, his lighter. Well, that is what I think that pocket was originally made for. Right. My dad would wear the, he had the white t-shirt with a pocket yep. right there. And that's where the cigarettes went. That's it was right. perfectly fit. You could fit a mm-hmm. pack of camel, no filters, mm-hmm. right in that pocket. 
but he had everything. He it looked like Kelly. He had a highlighter in his pocket, a highlighter, <laughs> a pen. It looked like what could an you iPhone. Possibly need all that for an iPhone, and then he had this little hook on the other pocket, like a <laughs> a knitted like rope that you could hang glasses on. That's funny. So he was there, just fully armed with everything, and he spent the entire fishing trip. Insulting Ed. That was so funny. Over and over again. Stand About up. About his size. Are you standing on your knees? That's and just funny. all after one after another, and and I he was ha- surprised that Ed took it. Yeah, maybe he got a hint from his horribly um, timed joke. Yeah, he said, "Ask." He said, "We've been asking like what they've been doing," and he said to her grandparents who raised her. We've been making love. What's he thinking? I looked at you. I was like, what did he just say? Gross. You compared it immediately right then Mm -hmm. to Richard from 90 Day UK. Absolutely. And the shorts. Mm -hmm. I heard an interview with him where he said that the shorts are probably a bad idea. Mm. He didn't think so at the time. And he didn't see the facial expressions of everybody in the room. But he thought it worked. Until he saw it on TV, mm-hmm. and then he said, well, that that really didn't work so well. Mm-hmm. It's not quite how I planned it. We've been making love. Wow. And then he ended it. And, well, he, and it was like crickets when he said that. Yeah. I mean, it's, where are you getting off? Look, I get it. You're who you are. You're going to say what you're going to say. You don't care what people think. You do have to know your audience. Mm-hmm. This is his grandparents. To be even t- to think, do you think the grandparents want to think of their granddaughter like that as an object of no. your lust? No. Gross. Even if it's a, a fact, we go, this, you got to know who you're talking to. Too much information and to the wrong people. Yeah, and it's not even jokingly too much information. Mm-hmm. It's What did he expect them to go? Oh, hey, TMI? These are old people. Mm-hmm. For him to come across like that. Gross. It's gross. disrespectful. It is exactly disrespectful. And if you can't do that. And we learned that Liz didn't even take her second husband to go see them. Wow. I didn't even realize she'd been married twice already. This tells us a lot, mm-hmm. right? Right. I mean, what does it tell you about her relationship Impulsive with them? Impulsive decisions on her part. And there's been some separation. Mm-hmm. They've had some issues. These two, Grandma and Gramps, seem like they would tell you exactly what they were thinking. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be a problem. So, gosh, what a mess. Everything about them. But it was fun to see them. I think we like to see where people come from. Mm-hmm. And you get to see how grounded Liz is. But but growing up, what do you think growing up, you grew up with older parents. Mm-hmm. I did. They didn't give you the freedom. Normally, you would expect older parents to kind of, I don't know, phone it in. Especially if you're the, what, you're the, the end of the line. Mm-hmm. That they wouldn't be so involved in, I don't know, holding your feet to the fire when it comes to curfews mm-hmm. and things like that. We we talked about that a little on a personal podcast mm-hmm. before this one. 
So, but I'm guessing Liz was probably running fast and free and they weren't able to keep up with her. Probably. Which caused some problems. And something tells me she is a bit of a wild streak. Yeah. Maybe that's why they were a bit apart. So, but I think not even to take your second husband to them. <laughs> maybe he was just that bad that she didn't bother. But that's that. Then she, it maybe shows a bit of her decision making. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. A little impulsive. Mm-hmm. Kimberly and Usman, she doesn't quit. She is always. For not being jealous, she's awfully jealous. Yeah. I couldn't believe she went right over to that girl right off the bat and said, are you going to be the second wife? (laughs) That's even, it's probably worse than what Ed did. Mm Mm-hmm. I I thought, boy, if Usman knew what she said, he would have gone off. Well, I thought when she came in, you saw some glances exchanged. Maybe I was hoping for the best that... When she asked to go sit sit with her, it was because, you know, it was another female. And you mm-hmm. think the females would want to be together. Yeah, I didn't think that was going to be the case. Yeah, I guess. Maybe I was just hopefully optimistic. Mm-hmm. But Kimberly is... Um, Kimberly. Kimberly. So she had a problem with that, obviously. But to come right out and ask. And, and to say, I didn't know you'd have any female friends here. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Especially doing what he's doing. Uh Uh-huh. That would be, it would, I think it would be odd. And then the girl in the side interview said if she saw them walking down the street together, she would think something was going on. Mm -hmm. Something was a foul. She says, Kim says, that she has shown signs that she's not jealous. And I was like, what too? Yeah, it wasn't. I got to think what things have they done that have not been on camera? Because every scenario that has come up. Is her being jealous. The only time it wasn't was season, the first season they were on where she one time said she'd let him have a second wife. Mm -hmm. And then from this point forward, every time it's come up, it's been an issue. Usman ought to worry about getting one wife before a second one. <laughs> let's let's square this one away first. I mean, their issues are deep, and you just have to wonder if if they're that deep and he can get any woman in the world. Yeah, they don't have any business being together, really. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not so convinced work. he can get just any woman in the world. Well, that girl said that he's that much of a star in nigeria that he could yeah and it, 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 it everybody would look at them funny if she was on his arm mm-hmm. so this i mean we've never been too far from him just being with her to get to the states mm-hmm. right. but but is his decision making that poor we don't think that he believes that kimberly is his life partner in a Tanya and Sinjin right. to steal a line from them. <laughs> you aren't my life soulmate. partner. Your soulmate. I'm sorry. It's hard to get everybody's one lines together. <laughs> but we're not convinced of that. Right. Usman could, you know, baby girl Lisa this year, <sighs> Kimberly next year. He's making bad decisions. Definitely. Somebody has told him you should target 
50-year-old white women because you should be able to land one of them. They're well, an easy Kimberly mark. at least is a little more fun. Baby girl Lisa was. I just think she could be. Yeah, a mess. Yes, Lisa was just a, Lisa. Well, I mean, she Lisa was Angela, right? Right. I can see. There's never been anybody more like baby girl Lisa than Angela, right? And vice versa. She was really a just ugly behavior, like Angela, but. Just in general, just a scowl on her face. You just, all the yeah, time. negative. At least Angela laughs sometimes. That uh, wicked laugh we hate. I'm but, not even going to try it. But we think there's an illness rolling through the house. <laughs> so there's nothing high pitch about anything that we're doing now. No, but baby girl Lisa, I don't think she even cracked a smile ever, much less laugh. Mm. But, uh, you know, I, I can see. Usman and Kimberly having fun together. You see it. Yes. I think we genuinely see. They enjoy each other's company. Yeah. I think you could, you're either fun to be around or you're not. Right. I think Kimberly would be a great friend for him to have to come and hang with when he's in the country. Uh Uh-huh. Would stop by and spend an evening out with Kimberly having a good time at the club. Right. Although Kimberly looks way out of place at yes, the club. Yes, she does. She looks like we would look. Right. If we were at the club. <laughs> we would be, can you turn this music down? <laughs> this is awfully loud. And um, excuse me, manager, I think somebody's smoking in here. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> this would be us at the club. Mm-hmm. We're just not those kind of people. We are. I, 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 You know, I pay attention to other 90-day podcasts around. I am awfully convinced that we are the oldest 90-day fiancé podcasting couple. Not Pop- just married couple. We are that. I we are I I would hesitate to find somebody who's been married 27 years plus, really almost 28. What are we? 8 weeks? Yeah. No, less no, than that. Less than that. 4 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Maybe. Well, it's the 5th of November, so a month and three days. Yeah. Not remembering how many days have in. But we'll be at 28 years married, and our combined experience, without divulging (laughs) our ages, is in excess of 100. Yes. Between the two of us with the years we've spent on the earth. (laughs) If there's an older – somebody let us know if you've got um, an older married couple – that you listen re- to that reality podcast, not just ninety day. Or anybody in? Is there anybody in this group that um, that matches what we bring to the table? And so, what we do bring to the table is, heck, we've made it through twenty eight years together. Yeah. So that's something. That's something, all right. I don't <laughs> like your tone completely <laughs> at all. But you'd see the fun that people can have together. And yeah. I think we see that we'd like to think that there's a, a little hope when you see Kimberly and us and laughing together. Right. They do look like they, they have fun together. Unfortunately. They genuinely enjoy each other. I've had enough with the yammy. Yeah, that's way I mean, it's too not many even times. A, it's not even a TMI, up. but you know that's been over. I think that little it's bit overkill. That little bit they did where they named it. The yeah, timing was, was nice, much. but it worked. Yeah. 
But at some point, you got to go, I need new material. You can't show up on stage with the same stuff all the time. (laughs) People have seen it. And and, th- and this time she talks about I almost ended up in the next room. I'm like, uh. Yeah, this was what Jenny and Summit tried this move. Yeah, too much. No. Yeah. I don't even want to think about that. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit too graphic. Yeah. I like she came with prepared questions. She said it's because she wanted to get make sure she got clear answers and <coughs> stayed on point. I was look. I know how old you are. I know that you need to write down stuff. <laughs> You'll forget. Because you aren't going to remember. Maybe she gets so enamored by the yammy (laughs) that she just forgets where she's at. But the issue is about she puts down that the second wife can't be an American. I'm not sure why he had an issue with that. Other than that they wouldn't be around. But that's her whole point. Yeah, he said one of the smartest, he most long—I guess—that well, analogy he gave her about for, Jamal for how she would feel if he didn't want to see or be around Jamal. She stopped got that her. instantly. It stopped her in her tracks. Right. I, I, we were watching this together. I stopped and rewound it. I said, "Did the, he just go there?" And he did it calmly. He did. And he didn't yell about it. No. It was uh, it was pretty telling. I almost think somebody had to do that for him. Like maybe he saw That was her, a really smart analogy. He saw her paper. He cheated mm. and got the questions beforehand. Maybe it was like a presidential debate. <sighs> and they let you know the questions before the debate so you could prepare some answers. Because that was spot on. Yeah. And you know what Kimberly would do. We saw it. When there was even questions about Jamal and yeah. Usman last time they were on, she was very defensive. Yeah. I was impressed. Yeah, that was a very good explanation he gave her. Yeah. And like I said, it changed her mind. Yeah. And then when they said that, they said back and forth about the meeting with the mom, I think they said was over. But it didn't – it wasn't really clear what that was. It was over like it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. Yeah, because I said to you, well, they said the discussion was done. And I said, but they didn't yes. actually resolve anything. That's what it was. I think they said this. it's done. The this discussion is done. The session that they sat down yeah, to so discuss. It, but the preview seemed to be that Usman was bringing her because the conversation with mom was happening. Yeah, I'm confused. So they didn't I'm, actually make any progress in the conversation. The whole keeping score and who's sacrificing how much—it's yeah. more of a sign that this isn't going to work. Right. We've talked about it in our personal podcast over and over again. If you're a couple and you're keeping score, yeah, there's a problem. Yeah, this isn't going to work long term. Because it's they're going to be they're going to be there years. Are, there will be times. Years. Yeah, there will be times when it goes one way and times when it goes the other, and it's just a sacrifice you make for the relationship at different stages. And it could be years. Right. I mean, you suffered through. I had you suffering through a lot. Yeah. And a lot of it you brought on yourself, homeschooling, and yeah. I could never tell you to homeschool. Right. I can never say, I, you, Kelly, you will be a homeschool right. mom. Right. It was your idea. 
Yeah, don't put it that way. I didn't say you had to do it. No, but it was your idea. I to check into it. Yes. It, it, we're not. This is not some big revelation where. No, we mutually decided. Okay, that's good. Whew. Like man, it's like man. I just roped you into nineteen years. <laughs> no, it was your suggestion, and I researched it and we had went to a for convention. Us, is our first child would have been. Um, at least we assume he would have. It would have been suggested that he would have been medicated right for school very quickly. Yes, like yeah. he was banned from the Playgroup. preschool bus for the library. Yes, for reading time, he was. He just couldn't. banned from mm. reading circle in the library. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I tried to take him to things to have social opportunities because he was homeschooled. And because he was really smart and he loved books and. But he couldn't sit. He and- couldn't be still. And, you know, the preschool bus would come around and they would do like the library circle time, but on the bus. And then they'd have a craft and a little mm. story time. They'd do different activities and he loved it. But it's a small space and they wanted him to sit in a circle on this little rug in the middle of the bus, but he needed to be doing something. It wasn't that he wasn't listening or participating or paying attention. It was that he had to be physically holding himself down with something else. Mm. And so I tried to take him off to the side and let him play with a little toy or fiddle with something while they were doing story time. But they wouldn't have that. He had to sit in a circle on the rug and it wasn't going to happen. And so they wouldn't allow him to do it anymore, Mm. which is wrong. Because there's a lot of kids like him. Yes. And he was very bright and he had as much a right to be there as anybody. Mm. And the whole point. That irked me. Not to get sidetracked, but the whole point of being able to homeschool is that you can individualize an education plan. Exactly. And the school systems don't necessarily allow that to happen. Which is why we homeschool. Yes. Because we knew they would not be able to control him like that in the classroom. And so they would want him medicated. And then we put our kids in school in the ninth grade. Right. Then our kids go to public school in the ninth grade. And we had similar issues, not exactly the same, but similar issues with sure the youngest one. And so we did the same thing. So it was a, it was a huge, really lifestyle change for you yes. for a long period of time. A long time. And now that you're, I just finished. you're coming up for air. <laughs> Woo! And I'm taking a trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually correct. So you are taking a Which trip. Which I never could have done before. No, you never could have. So Even I, when my mom was really sick and even when she died, it was almost impossible to go yeah. had I not had a friend come and teach for me. So I'm going to have to hold down the fort for a week. Yeah. And actively, we are looking for maybe um, somebody to help out with some podcasts. So if somebody you call in. call in, we have ways to do it. We do, gosh, there's a lot that we do. 90 Day Fiance, the shows, all the inside scoop stuff. We do all the whole 90 day. We do 60 days in, inmate to roommate, sister wives, all that stuff rolls through. So if you're interested, reach out to us at coupledwithchaos at gmail.com. But before we go. We still haven't talked about Angela. Ugh, do we have to? Well, there's not a whole lot to her this time. You know, this is what was so ridiculous 
was that she wasn't going there to make nice or to surprise him like, ta-da, I'm here. Oh, I love you. I've missed you so much. Like a husband and wife would normally do Mm. to each other when they've been apart for a long time. She goes there, guns loaded, just Flag waving. Yeah, it's just, you know, machine gun going from the even before she got there. Because she let him know, uh, you need to stay awake. Because yeah, I got a surprise. I got an effing surprise yeah, for you. I was going you. to say every quote or paraphrase that we have with Angela has got an effing bomb and effing yeah. f in there. She comes out of that plane. Look, I was in the military. There are certain things they tell you to do if you're traveling as a civilian. Obviously, they don't have us traveling in our uniforms. That ended in the 90s, really 80s. Um, they said, let's not draw attention to yourself. No, there's a list of things that you shouldn't do and pictures that they would show us don't travel like this, even if you're not in a military capacity. Angela is the complete epitome of what you should not do. <laughs> right. She's when got you the go American somewhere. hat on going to a foreign yeah. country. It, the only thing, if it had a battery in it that it lit up and <laughs> lit flashed, up. that would have been the thing. Maybe wearing a MAGA hat might have been well, she a brought little those, more. Those were in her bag. You know, she's bringing sure. in that stuff for Michael anymore. Let's yeah. remember what she yeah, came she with. Yeah, she brought the, the Trump underwear, trip, the boxers, all that. The hat, mm. T-shirt. Like she needed another reason for people to dislike her. Right. But man, for her. And then they're smoking in the bathroom. And cheersing. With the, I don't even know. With the tip I had all of sorts of jokes for cigarette. that, of that in bathrooms and touching stuff like that. And I couldn't Gross. come up with anything that was not um, tasteful or that was tasteless. I forget, but it wasn't very good. Anything you should do in the bathroom with people touching each other gross. is not, yes, it's very gross. And they're doing it with cigarettes. I was hoping that little law book she was carrying would have some rule against smoking in an airport. <laughs> right. Maybe there would be no statute of limitations on that. <laughs> it would not would not have expired yet. I said to you that if Michael came to the U.S., I would absolutely anticipate that she would get so mad that she would put her hands Day on one. him. There'd be a physical altercation. Maybe he'd be smart enough to have his cell phone out and video or record something and turn her in. And I would just applaud watching her get arrested because her behavior is just deplorable. It's an embarrassment to every American. I, I just don't even know what corner of the planet she comes I've never from. never seen anybody like that. Where is she coming from? She's so abrasive and just nasty. A nasty, vile and he, person. And he, he doesn't deserve that. No. She's got him cowering, sitting at home alone. All Without he, a job. And he can't even do social media to reach out to people. Well, he said he was trying to make money. We, we know that's they were. Let's be honest. They're making cameo money. You could get a cameo with the two of them. Mm-hmm. Angela would have that money because, you know, she wouldn't let Michael get money on his own. Right. All of it has to come through her. She forbids him to work. And in, in a way, you see how you say, well, he could work if he wanted to. Sure. But you think Angela wouldn't catch wind of it. Of course she would, because she'd be calling him and expecting him to answer the phone. That's why she had him quit in the first place. Way back when, when they were just dating, she had him quit because he wasn't available to answer the phone at work when she wanted to talk. 
and she wanted him to be available to her at all hours. We're not even we're we're pretty sure he hasn't even has he cheated? Um when they were dating he had the one uh like he got a BJ incident uh, in a, in a club in a car on the way home or something. Uh, that that was it. Probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. That was a big mistake. He admitted to that. Mm. That's a problem. That was it. But look at what look at what that issue that has caused. How did that even come out? Um it's probably one he he could have kept a secret. Yeah. Or was it the goofballs? Yeah, somebody. Probably the goofballs. I think she had some she had somebody reporting, I think. Yeah. Following him and reporting. Right. We do get to see the goofballs again. It's nice. I miss the goofballs. Yeah. They're fun. And that was so cute watching him be scared in the water mm-hmm. like a little kid. Like you. Yeah, like me. Yeah, exactly. You're Except I'm like not even him. taking lessons. Mm. And you go in with a life jacket. Right. I'd just be happy with that. Her is a brave... Look, there was a period, if you look... Not that I'm telling you to go back and look at this, but her nipples out in the car scene. <laughs> Enough that they had to... To blur it. Yeah, they had to blur it because you could see her nipple. I said, too, it's like the housewives. All these women that have had these boob jobs seem to have this problem with... with they reveal so much of their boobs that they pop out all the time. Is this what you'd want to travel in? <laughs> no. Something where... Would you not? Body parts could fall well, out. Well, wouldn't you just kind of figure out, hey, I'm traveling. Something could slip out. Uh-huh. Wouldn't you think you'd go around, I don't know, things a bit more secure? Yes. Because every time you turn around, one of her straps had come off of her arm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with everything as loose as it is, <laughs> you know, it's just flopping around. and <laughs> You couldn't keep control of that. You need like an assistant and some tape if you're going to do that. Get some double-sided tape. But all of that. And she goes over there at like, it's 11 o'clock. She's getting ready. That means she probably gets there around midnight. And she creates a ruckus outside. Yeah. Crazy. We see the preview of him coming out and snapping, which we had seen before. I don't blame him. You think this is the, is this the end? I think so. We may, I may research this some more. We have talked about this in Inside Scoop, some real time some stuff time ago. from a few months ago that we have that we won't talk about here. This is the one place we'll try not to have spoilers. Spoilers, but if you listen to our Inside Scoop, I try to make a lead story that's that's like of the past and not of the future. But if you go deep into Inside Scoop, we go into it is. Full of um, spoiler alerts. So we've talked about this and s- with some things that have happened after this point that we um, that we've heard about that are pretty reliable as far as the source goes. So her coming over there and towing the gonna tow the car. This is my for her to go around and say this I'm gonna is gonna break mine. the windows, whatever. Because we know it wouldn't play the other way. Right. If Michael went to Angela and said, you know what? That dress that you're wearing, it's joint possession. It's mine. Give it to me. Uh-huh. I'll give you the car. You give me your phone. Uh huh. I'll give you my phone. You give me yours. Since it's joint possession. Let's trade everything we have here. She wouldn't do it. No. And, and 
Not that anything's realistic in any of this, but she just wouldn't do it. Nothing ever goes both ways with her. No. Just like he can't have social media, but she can use it to get a boyfriend in Canada and flirt with him and plan trips. Well, you know, Kelly, she's her life has been on pause for <laughs> these years. Whatever. Nothing about her life has been on pause. Michael's life has been on pause. Yes, that's exactly. It's exactly the opposite. <laughs> She's been gallivanting all over the country, doing whatever for years. Yeah, living off the ninety-day dime that really is half Michael's, right? And you know, she holds money over him as a controlling measure, and and then cuts him off. You've isolated him, made him dependent on you, and then cut him off. It's, Everything she says to him and the way she speaks to him, it's like she's just spitting venom. There's yes. no love or kindness or respect but in, she goes, in it's anything the, with the way she communicates. She calls it the other way. Right. Because he wants to have Instagram. It's crazy. It's like a parent and a kid. I don't get why he tolerates it. This well, has to we be know the why. end. I mean, we know why. But finally, you go enough, and he's going to snap. I mean, he's not as old as her. He's still got, you know, half his life to live. He seems pretty funny. He does. He looks, you know, I noticed even this time, I think, you know what, he's a, I think he's. He's cute. He's, he's he looks trim, lovable. He's trimmed up a little bit. I think um, he would gotten a little thick before. Uh-huh. Looked like he'd probably lost about 15 pounds. He's a, I, I think he's a handsome fella. Yeah, he's got a cute face. Mm-hmm. He's like a teddy bear. Yeah. Now, Angela doesn't think so. <laughs> Next time we get the preview, we get Jenny and Summit and the Kama Sutra stuff. <laughs> totally a plant. <laughs> I get it. I think, what did we talk about? It's in, We're not going to get too descriptive. I think, we, I, I don't even know what the show is. When it comes to stuff like that, you just kind of get a couple people naked. And things naturally work out. <laughs> right. It's just... It you don't just, really need to do anything special. Yeah, it <laughs> really... just kind of come together. It really works. <laughs> it's just kind of what happens. Maybe we don't understand all these pill commercials and the stuff that you see, but... <laughs> right. Maybe it's a good reason to keep your heart healthy and your blood moving. <laughs> this is what happens. Get two people naked right. and... No uh, matter how tired they are. Especially, we would say, get a couple of married people naked. Right. And things happen. Things Jenny happen. and Submit are married, so yeah. they shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, it's like, a little oh, easier. Oh, I, go, I get to get three and a half hours of sleep tonight. Oh, well, sleep's overrated. Yeah, sleep's overrated. <laughs> because then the physical thing doesn't get in the way. We see it so much. Right. We see it like, it's so much in the single life, and you see it with Natalie. Oh, yeah. Is we When just, they put it up front and foremost... It's the first they never step. actually develop a relationship. Yeah, you have to develop the relationship first. It really works so much better when you're connected on an emotional level, right? Versus physical first. It just it just works out that way. And how much yeah. money and and intimacy become an issue for all of these people? Right. Throw a visa in there in ninety days, and it's really a recipe. A hot mess. It's a recipe for disaster. The U.S. process is screwed up. Yeah. To force this on people in 90 days is yeah. a bit tricky. UK version's a little better. I think they have six months to work this yeah. stuff out. So I think that works a little better. And you're not putting all this pressure on people. Right. Who probably many times would have made a different decision 
if not forced. Yeah, if it wasn't forced yeah. in such a short period of time. So that is how that works out. So we have so many more shows that we cover. We went through the list. Um, if you're available, what are your what are your vacation days? The twelfth to the eighteenth. Twelfth through the eighteenth, your trip. Not so much vacation, your trip. Twelfth through the eighteenth. If you are interested in helping out, um, let's um, chat. Shoot me an email, couple of chaos at gmail.com. Let's see if we can get some people involved. Um, if not, you're going to get me by myself. And nobody wants that. You know what we'll do is we will do like a musical 90 Day Fiance. I will sing. I will sing the entire episode. I have a feeling. What? Well, I don't know. You're just ignoring me. I was going to say I have a feeling that we'll end up still doing it. We can. It's possible. From different states, but it would be so weird not to be in the same room with you, like looking at you having a conversation. Yeah, I think that would be different. I wouldn't even be able to paint. You know, I think it's like <laughs> timing. For us, I think it's timing. Mm-hmm. You know, we do talk over each other here and there, but it's a little easier when one's talking and we're looking at the other to kind of stop. Mm-hmm. But I think when you're not seeing each other, you don't get those visual the cues. cues. Yeah, that you would do that. Hey, oh, I have an important point to make. Or maybe yeah. our cues are because we've been married for 28 years. <laughs> maybe that actually happens. And so. sometimes you talk over me on purpose. I do do that. What I try to do is talk under, under. you. Under. <laughs> yes, so you don't hear. Because you don't wear. Oh, I hear you. I just tune you out. I don't like your tone. So <laughs> stay tuned. Thank you for listening. You can hear additional 90-day Real Housewives and personal podcast content on Patreon, Supercast, or our Apple channel. Just search for Coupled with Chaos in any of those three platforms or see the instructions and links in the show notes. You can also find us on all the socials at Coupled with Chaos. Email us directly at coupledwithchaos at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us on your favorite podcast player. 